Welcome to the Unapologetic Third Act Podcast, where we celebrate the age of possibilities and embrace the power of living on our own terms. I am your host, Lisa Owens, and I couldn't be more excited to embark on this journey of exploration, inspiration, and empowerment with you. We're here to challenge the notion in a world that often equates aging with limitations. The Unapologetic Third Act Podcast is a space where we redefine what it means to thrive in our wisdom years. It's a platform for sharing stories of resilience, reinvention, and pursuing passions that defy societal expectations. In each episode, we'll bring you thought-provoking interviews with remarkable individuals who have harnessed the power of their third act to make their mark on the world. From entrepreneurs to artists, adventurers to advocates, our guests will inspire you with their journeys, triumphs, and unwavering spirit. But this podcast is more than just stories. It's a call to action, an invitation to step into your unapologetic third act. We'll explore strategies, insights, and practical advice to help you unlock your true potential, find your passion, and navigate the unique challenges and opportunities of this stage of life. Get ready to be inspired, motivated, and empowered. The Unapologetic Third Act Podcast reminds you that your best days are still ahead. Welcome back, my fierce and fearless listeners, to another exciting episode of the Unapologetic Third Act. Today, I have the honor and privilege of welcoming the inspiring Michelle Soro. As a, ground, as a heart-centered transformation guide, Michelle Soro has developed a ground, groundbreaking content that has been uplifting, transforming, and cultivating a global community since 2018. She's the host of the Fire and Soul podcast, a top podcast in self-development with guests such as Jack Canfield, Danielle Laporte, Panash Desai, David Asprey, Paul Selig, Lee Harris, Coot Blackson, Belinda Womack, Mark Nepo and many other luminaries devoted to conscious evolution. As the founder of Live Video Mastery and co-founder of the Podcast Accelerator, she's helped thousands of brave and bright souls transform fear into courage, allowing them to make the impact of their dreams. She's also built a seven-figure coaching and training business within two years, and she just helped Jack Canfield launch his first podcast. Um, thank you so much for joining me today, Michelle. Uh, Lisa, it's so fun to be here, especially as you recently graduated the class of 23 in the podcast accelerator and to be on your podcast is, is a real, is a real thrill for, for me. Well, I am equally thrilled to have you here. So thank you <laughs> very much. So Michelle, you have such an interesting background and I, I I've read more than w what I have shared here in your bio. And I just like, if you could just tell us quickly, sort of what your path has been, you know, from where you were to where you're, where you are now, and maybe start telling us what looks, what you see, you see ahead for you. Awesome. Okay. All right. Where do you, where to begin? Um, I will give you some backstory and then we can kind of pause and, you know, connect there and then maybe move forward if that's okay. That's perfect. Okay, cool. So honestly, for me and looking at my life and the story that's unfolded, I have to go back to basically five years old, a little girl who dreamed of being on television uh, and movies. And I didn't know it then, but I now can see the through line and the gift in this uh, now. But the, that dream was driven from a, a deep uh, need to be loved and not thinking that I mattered or that I was worthy. And and uh, and of course, I had a nice dose of perfectionism running the whole show anyway. So I got the straight A's and I was the cheerleader and you know all the things. But um, at five, I was still very young and I dreamed of being on television because that would mean that I had finally made it. 
which really means that I was finally worthy of getting the love that I didn't think that I had and or deserved without something fancy like television. Fast forward to uh, many acts. You, you're, you're talking about the unapologetic third act. I don't even know. I might be on my sixth or seventh act. And I go bold or go home. And I've never gone home. So I will say I love, love, love the mission of your show. And, uh, and so anyway, I finally realized that dream. I uh, was on national television for 10 years. I landed my dream show, which was Extra, the entertainment news show that many are familiar with here in the States. And, and while I wasn't in the role that I thought I would be in, I was in TV retail, I was their lifestyle you know, expert. So I was basically sharing products with their viewers on a weekly basis, but it was a way for me to just get on set and to share in the energy of the dream that I'd always wanted to, you know, uh, experience. And I, I was on that show for four years. And, and, uh, and what I realized about a year in, when I went to a Tony Robbins seminar called date with destiny, mm -hmm. many are familiar with him. Yes, you I've are too. <laughs> you been to date with destiny. I have. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love that. Well, I would love to hear anything that you feel like sharing from that experience. I went in December of 2017 when I saw that documentary on Date with Destiny on Netflix called I'm Not Your Guru back in 2015, uh, which is a fantastic documentary. I decided that that was where I needed to go. And so it took about two years to get there. I finally did. And by day five of that six or seven day event, I dropped to my knees while Sia's Chandelier song was blasting throughout the arena of 5,000 souls in West Palm Beach, Florida. And I still get the chills even talking about it. And all I had ever wanted when I went to date with Destiny was Tony. We never talked, but this was the conversation in my mind. Help me turn my one day a week segment on extra into a full-time, maybe award-winning role as a journalist, like a legit, you know, reporter, yeah. newscaster, anchor, whatever. And by day five-ish, dropped to my knees and I heard a message that was very clear and very warm and wise. And it was, you have outgrown your little girl dream. You no longer need to be on television to prove to anyone that you matter or you're worthy. Go help others know that they matter and that they are worthy now. And I was like, what? And it was so beautiful and so potent and so clear. But the next day I shared it with a friend that I had met there named um, DJ. And he said, this is awesome. He was like, go start a podcast. And I was like, a podcast? I literally thought that podcasts at that time were reserved for celebrities and big brands. And I was neither. And, uh, and so anyway, I followed his advice. Fire and Soul podcast came to life six months later. My coaching and training business came to life three months later. And it's basically been history ever since. But, but the message inside of that was that I, I had to take a real honest look at like why I was doing what I was doing, what was driving the show. And I'll be honest, where I am now, there has been a big breakthrough that I'm happy to share and we can dive into as part of current and what's pulling me forward is even that the coaching and training business and launching my podcast and now helping 200 people like you, Lisa, launch their podcast as a result of me listening to that wisdom at Date with Destiny that blows me away. It's been so life-changing. But even now I look back on the last five years and I was like, mm, that wasn't quite it either. It's getting cleaner and clearer. And all I can say is that it feels very divinely guided and I'll pause for anything that needs to come through. Wow. That was amazing there was so much there and uh, um, yeah I, I feel like I I have been searching for sort of that 
that clarity about my mission. I haven't had anything quite as profound happen, but um, I, I love having you share that very personal experience with us. You're welcome. My pleasure. I love sharing that story because also what you just said really um, brought up some tenderness for me when you were like, I haven't quite had that clarity yet. And I, my life's work is now devoted to actually helping you listen to the clarity that is awaiting you, that is so potent and clear, but it's cultivating the courage to honor that call. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I believe we actually all know what is in the highest and best for our lives and is what is in the highest and best for those that we are meant to serve, touch, connect with, right? Because oftentimes our service is not necessarily connected to our livelihood and or our purpose is not connected to what we do for work or how we make money. So this becomes this beautiful opening to see how actually we are receiving the clarity, but are we answering that call? That's all whole different love language that I'm now devoting my life to helping those that feel called to me and my medicine attuned to. Mm. Mm. So much of what you said resonates because, you know, there's work I do that pay, you know, that that's how I earn my income, my trading my time for money. But then like what we're, I'm talking about here with the unapologetic third act, that's, that's the calling that's to find my people and serve them. So it's maybe not as clear of a vision as you have, but that's, that's where I feel like I am being drawn to. I would love to have you consider that it is super clear. You have launched a podcast. That is in the 1% of all of humanity that has the bravery to do so. And now here you are having a conversation and your brand new podcast with the woman who helped you bring it to life, who's been podcasting for five years and who's telling you without a shadow of a doubt, this is your mission. You are already living it. But see, we get caught up in our minds so oftentimes because we've been so programmed to think that's not quite it. I need a signier sign. (laughs) I I, I saw the sign. I answered that call, but I need a signier sign. So we're always, we tend to second guess ourselves. And so this unapologetic third act is you've already embarked on it. And now you're going to give so many others permission to do the same. And yes, even if you're like, you know what, I'm not exactly sure if this is it, but I'm moving forward. Anyway, that right there is being unapologetic and unabashed. And I love that about you. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Mm. So speaking of the mission and the act, so you sort of touched on it, but if I were to say, what does being unapologetic mean to you? Like if you were explaining it to somebody, because I know often I mention the podcast name, like, well, what do you really mean by that? So I'm just curious to what, what comes to mind when you hear that? Yeah. Thanks for asking. That's a great question. Uh, So the unapologetic third act, I mean, I'm not on my third act. Like I said, I think I'm, I don't even, I I wonder how many it's actually been. Um, I embrace the upside of risk, of courage, of bravery. So that is something that I actually was just born with. It's just part of my soul contract. Mm. I, 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 I do leap tall buildings in one single bound, as my mother used to say when I was really young, like in high school, she was like, who are you and where'd you come from, right? But there are plenty of other areas where I can second guess 
and be so caught up in perfectionism. This was my former flavor of suffering, suffering, by the way. Mm -hmm. Uh, and, and, and the antidote to all of that is action. Action breeds the clarity, right? And action really builds the courage. So you launching this podcast is being unapologetic. Me uh, being honest and vulnerable and sharing the way that I share and being willing to basically uproot everything I have built in order to, to be so in aligned with my truest north. I do it over and over and over again, but every time I do, it just gets better and better. So being unapologetic for me, and I'm working on this currently, by the way, um, I have been called by my angels and my guides uh, to show up more on video. You know, here I have 10 years of experience on live TV, 4,000 hours of live TV, and I even teach my signature course, Live Video Mastery. It's not open. I'm not pitching that right now, but what I'm trying to say is that the messages that want to come through me right now, uh, I, I I could, if I was listening to ego, which is not being unapologetic, would be uh, more programmed, right, by fear and anxiety and worry and less than thoughts of, ooh, but I don't exactly know how to convey what's coming through. Mm. And my spirit guides kept saying, it doesn't matter. You need to just push play. And so I've been showing up a little bit more on video, but the call really is to show up almost every day because video is vibration. And what is coming through me, I have learned is a bit of a divine download channeling, whatever we can all do it. It's just learning to listen. Right. And, and, and so, so for me, the being unapologetic about that and the mission that I currently am on is being very brave, very courageous, not second guessing, not deleting the videos after I've posted them, you know, uh, I can't edit because it's it's live, but really owning my gifts, owning myself, owning uh, the blessings that I have been bestowed by something grander than my little life as a human. We've all been given these beautiful gifts, but we just oftentimes take them for granted or don't think they're that big of a deal. Or mm -hmm. And yet if we just get present to the gifts that we've been given, we could make the difference that we are here to make. So that's being unapologetic. No more second guessing, editing, deleting. Self-censorship is insane right now. So let's be unapologetic and let ourselves be free. Oh, I love that. I love everything mm -hmm. about that. And that's mm -hmm. so much what I want to like, impart in people and help them yes. feel they have the, you know, feel make them feel empowered. Because a lot of people I know who are, you know, of my age group, don't feel empowered. You know, I've watched people, you know, stay in jobs, stay in marriages, do things that don't feel right to them anymore because someone else told them they should, or, you know, what society's expectations are. And I just, I want people to really become awakened to the realization that they are able to make their own way now, you know, mm. especially when you get to an age where your kids are grown and, you know, maybe you're looking at retirement. It's like re retirement doesn't mean, you know, a slow decline into nothingness, like a lot of past generations may have viewed it. And so I feel like, you know, at, at 50 or 60, it's like, what are you going to do for the next 40 years of your life? <laughs> you do something that you love and, yes. and, and take those bold actions that's what you're doing. You know, it's even our mentor, Jack Canfield. Uh, I know that you are also a yes. success principal certified trainer like myself. Yep. And uh, 
you know, he has his great New York Times, number one, New York Times bestselling book, Success Principles and Success Principle number 13 is my favorite. I told him, I never really read the rest of the book. I just kind of looked at the index and I saw the chapter. I saw the principle that most called to me. And I just devoured chapter 13, principle 13, which is action. (laughs) Most people don't know that. And, and there was this little tiny subsection that changed my life. And it was, forget about ready, fire, aim. Yeah. It was fire, ready, aim. Or I actually can't remember. Do you remember the exact? <laughs> it's ready. Okay. So, because normally it's ready, aim, fire. It's ready, yeah. fire, aim. So you're like, go ahead and take the shot and then adjust. Yes, yes. Exactly. Because once you take the action, once you take the shot, uh, then you can clean it up. But oftentimes we we procrastinate because most of us are being run by perfectionism. And I'll speak for myself. That was definitely me. And yeah, I'm actually working on a project right now. Yeah, it's very <laughs> common. Uh, what will others think? We we obsess sure. over over the approval, and yet everyone else is obsessing over approval as well. So we're we're all insane. <laughs> I mean, this is this is an example. Like this is a big risk putting myself out here doing a podcast. It's like, yeah, what will people think? <laughs> And I have, I am becoming more and more comfortable with not caring what people think because that's, I have a message to share. That's right. That is the unapologetic third act in you. And I love that. You know, you're talking about so many people, regardless of, of the age, not, you know, necessarily even fifties and sixties, but it, it could be twenties, thirties. Sure. Any- I mean, I'm, I'm just picking that demographic because it's, it's where I, where I live. Right. Yeah, totally. And what was coming through that I wanted to offer to your listeners in case it's helpful is, you know, we oftentimes stay in those jobs, in those relationships at that certain weight or addicted to those things. Right. Um, Because it's far more comfortable than letting go. Right. Um, But the other part that really wanted to come through is that which we are usually running toward, like the goal, the dream, the desire is often because we think not conscious self, but subconscious egoic mind identity thinks that it will relieve us from the pain and the suffering of that, which we are running from. Mm -hmm. And so this beautiful barometer that I have been now uh, living my life by in real devotion, these last couple of years has changed everything because I can get really clean in my examination of really questioning every driver of every decision and or desire. And I'm like, am I doing this? Because I'll put on the mask and it's like, look at me. I have made it. That five-year-old narrative. Mm-hmm. Or did I examine it? It's really clean. It's really clear. I am fortifying this dream. And this is meant for me. This is my divine guidance. This is how I can show up and support with the gifts that I have been given. And so so this is the real work that I do inside like my women's um, supportive circle called Soul Circle. It's the stuff that we dive deeply into for my women's retreats. But this is the essence that we're really trying to get to so that we get out of the head, we drop into the heart and we align with our soul's contract. So that right there is a true unapologetic third act that honestly feels like it's lifetimes and lifetimes and lifetimes of evolution to get to the place of like, okay, fine. I'm going to surrender once and for all. And I'm going to take my will, my little look at me dreams. And I'm going to just say, use me. 
And that takes a courage and a bravery for sure. But when we do, we get blessed beyond measure. So this is now where I currently am and what's pulling me forward. And yeah, it's still going to have some really fun, exciting things like podcasting and building business and reaching more lives. And But there's a different energetic around it. Do you know what I mean, Lisa? Mm-hmm. And you can feel it. Consciousness and energy and vibration and frequency, which is everything. And especially now we can really feel it. Who's showy? and who's not who's working from ego who's not right and so this is just and and we can only know that to the degree that you are also experiencing an embodiment of your truth but i am not judging or shaming anyone at any level because wherever we all are we're exactly where we need to be and so we'll find those coaches and those mentors and those teachers like for example the people that i invested into the tune of a quarter million dollars many years back they wouldn't be who I would invest with today. Mm. Can you relate? Yes, absolutely. That's being unapologetic. Yep. So that discernment through our wisdom is super, super important. Thank you, Michelle. Yeah. yeah. So where do you see, you know, a year, three, five years, where, where do you feel the path is taking you right now? Mm, that's a good question. Thank you for phrasing it that way. And the truth is, is that I really have no idea. Um, now, if you would have asked me that even just two plus years ago, before I had my uh, spiritual awakening on it was the, the beginning of it was August 6th of 21. And uh, everything shifted for me to almost everything uh, where I lived, what I ate, drank, what I, I don't own a TV anymore. Like I went cold Turkey on everything. Wow. Cause I had to unplug plug from anything that wasn't going to be like a straight connection to source. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying I'm all spiritual and like the hippie that's, you know, meditating 17 hours a day. I'm not, but I have a really strong connection to God, mother, father, spirit, however you would refer to that. It also shows up in my time in nature and with my animals and the trees that I know are my angels in disguise, you know, so there's, there's a way to communicate and to receive divine guidance from all the elements. So this has been my, my real quest is to deepen into that state, into that sacred space. Uh But the things that are coming through now is this is what I, I believe would be in the highest and best, not only for my own life, this is always my caveat now, but in the highest and best for those that I am meant to serve. How can I, have, how can I truly be of support in these wild mythic times that we are navigating as humans, right? Mm-hmm. It can be really terrifying and, and, and uh, yeah, harrowing for many people that don't have a strong sense of who they are. Mm-hmm. Um, faith over fear, living in the present versus the future, which is riddled with anxiety and worry, or the past that's riddled with guilt and shame, right? So being in the present moment is where all the magic is. And so the questions of like a year, two, three years out, what is going on? Well, if everything goes according to what I think is unfolding, um, I'm not going to share details, but there is a wonderful um, project that has come through me. I have examined it thoroughly uh, to make sure that it's not coming from egoic mind. And I'm very clear that this is what I'm meant to do. So I'm I'm literally re- working on that project now. It will require me to align with um, a network. And there's also um, another book coming through me that's audio transmissions of my awakening journey uh, that is going to be coming out in 24. 
that I've been working on. And so, and then inside of that, I'll continue to, to grow what I'm very proud of. You know, all of my programs and immersions are all designed to help anyone who feels called to be under my guidance. There's so many different coaches. So anyone who feels called to really ignite that sovereign spark within, to remember who we really are and why we're here on this planet at this time and how to get in that real alignment so that when you reach that goal, you're like, oh my gosh, I thought I would feel different than I feel. And it never satiated that hole mm. because it was never meant to. Mm -hmm. It was always another mask, another identity, another label. So this is what it means for me to be truly unapologetic. So, and like you said, the masks, we've all worn so many masks and I mean, just, just your general life requires masks. And that's, that's one of the things I, I, I have experienced, you know, I, I have my work life and I have the life outside and it's like, I have to, I have to sort of put on different hats or different masks to make it feel okay. And I, I realize it's easier said than done to be able to just remove them completely. But I certainly want to live in a, in a space, in a world where I can be as mask free as possible. You know? Oh my gosh. I'm going to ask you to just challenge yourself. Like, what would that look like, Lisa? How could you be you? No mask everywhere you be. Yeah. What would that look like? <sighs> Um, it would look very different than my current life looks. I, um, you know, I, and I feel like I don't want to sound like irreverent. Like I don't want to have rules and I don't want to just tell people, but I, I feel like I, I tend to be more people pleasing maybe, you know, as especially in the work environment, you know, not that I want to, again, go in and piss people off, but there are times when I would like to be a bit more straightforward and say exactly what I'm thinking, but I know that there are consequences to doing that. So yeah, definitely. We have to know our environments, but at the same time, drawing boundaries and honoring those boundaries is, is also a very big part of being unapologetic. Another part that's really coming through for me is you shared that because I can relate on so many levels. This is why I was fired, like I think three times um, from jobs, not ever TV jobs, but like fired uh, because I was, they called me defiant because mm -hmm. I spoke truth. Yeah. And I was like, this is why you hired me. I, I feel like sometimes my life is, my purpose is to be a truth teller and people yes. The truth is uncomfortable for people sometimes. You know? Sometimes it can be. But what I've also found is that the more deep inner work that I do and the more that I integrate my trauma, my shadows, um, what I came here to evolve, right? Planet Earth is, is the schoolroom and we've got our own unique curriculum. So I always take it back to a really spiritual perspective. That's unapologetic for me. It's not religious. There's no dogma. This is just like really scanning out, right? And not being so caught up in the myopic moment of my little life, my little experience on planet Earth. And it's like, oh, how can I see how this really is um, for me and not to me? including the traumas that I was either born into either with family or ancestral, et cetera, and, or my own insecurities and that perfectionism and lusting after approval. When I learned to actually love that part of myself and to integrate that shadow, those shadows, there was more than one, um, and not suppress her, suppress it, suppress it, oppress it, shove it down, get another accomplishment so that I'm wearing yet another mask and I don't have to look at it. Cause that's all that is. 
Mm, And I could actually give permission for those stories, that darkness that I was like, oh my God, if anyone ever knows this about me, they'll never love me. To bring that narrative to the forefront, to give it a seat at the metaphorical table, if you will, to love on it, to listen, to embrace it, to allow it, then it no longer had any power over me. Now there's definitely moments where I'm super deeply human, obviously. And so sometimes it'll just come on like a tsunami. I'm like, damn, where'd this come from? (laughs) The most part, I'm like, oh my gosh, I feel really connected, really regulated, really present. And that's because I did the hard, deep inner work, which by the way, is another part of being unapologetic. If you want to be unapologetic, learn to listen to the trauma, to the shadow, love on it, integrate it. And then you will cultivate the courage to absolutely have those boundaries and to speak your truth. You're no longer afraid of what would be the consequence if I do, because you love yourself so much. You want to talk about what's really brave and really bold and really courageous in the third act? How about freaking love yourself? All parts of yourself, the part of ourselves that wants to shut everyone down and manipulate and control and blame everyone, but yet not at all identify with being a victim, right? (laughs) That was me. And I had no idea it was running me. And so when I could just get really honest about why I did what I did and love on that part of myself, no longer judge her. That is how we get ourselves really free. That's really the essence of being unapologetic in my world. Thank you. So I'm going to ask a question. And if you don't want to answer it, just tell me. (laughs) So um, what what brought you to your spiritual awakening? Like you said, Mm. you kind of talked about there was a definitive point where you feel like there was a before Michelle and, and the current Michelle. That's such a good question. Uh, My mom and I talk about this all the time because she's been, she's had a a front row seat uh, to, to all of it. We're really close. And she thinks that it was at that date with destiny Mm. in 2017, where that was the beginning. However, it was a bit of an egoic beginning because even though I heard that message when Sia Chandelier was playing, uh, that was, you know, no, 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 This is your five-year-old little girl dream. Um, It was still me, 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 look at me, but it was disguised as service. Hmm. And that is what we see running rampant in the world of self-development. And I'm sure you know exactly what I'm talking about, right? Mm -hmm. And so, so it's, if it, it, it was very showy and if anyone's showing off, you know, their stuff, that is, that is the opposite of, of what I'm talking about here. Mm -hmm. They could be really good people, but they're, they're leading from mask. Okay. So then I went to actually with our mentor, Jack Canfield, I went and sat with plant medicine, ayahuasca with him and 40 other people and my mother in Costa Rica in November of 2019, two years later. It was at that experience that was a week long that completely changed my life because I really did get to experience the divine law of oneness. Ayahuasca took me into that portal and the veil was lifted. And I saw not only who I am as a multidimensional soul, but what is happening, not only on our planet, but in the galactic. Mm -hmm. And until someone has actually experienced ayahuasca, there's no reference for that. And each journey is different, even mine one night over another. So then fast forward to spring of 2020, we, entering the lockdowns. And I 
I couldn't be with all of that benevolence. So I actually picked up drinking alcohol for the first time in four years and cigarettes. Wow. <laughs> and I just went into self-soothing. It was the only way I knew how to really go, go through it because I actually, like many people now can, can, can admit, I didn't buy into what I was seeing on the TV. And I knew better, but yet I was living in a town where I was basically one of three people who didn't. So I felt very unsafe. And so this is why I left. Then you move into August of 21. And uh, well, February of 21, I, I had joined a very exclusive, fancy, expensive business mastermind. And like 400 people applied, 18 got in. I was super excited. Our first in-person retreat was in Sedona in February of 21. So the lockdown's still going on because I lived in LA and I still do. We had the longest, you know, countywide lockdown of any place in America. Oh, really? I didn't yeah, it was pretty that. wild. And, uh, and so I realized at that three-day retreat in Sedona, that the reason why I joined that mastermind was not what I thought it was for. It was because I was sitting at dinner on the third night with a woman who in essence opened up what I would now refer to as the red pill door. Think of the matrix, yeah. blue pill, red pill. And it was on me to go boldly through that door. And after that door was opened and I walked through it, then I slid down that rabbit hole. And that was also the beginning of a really profound awakening, but that was only the awakening to the real matrix that we're actually living in. <laughs> I was terrified and I didn't know how to be with that. And then it was August 6th. So about six months later, August 6th of 21, where I went to a, another medicine retreat and that was when I literally had a death of, an, of a complete identity on planet Earth and a rebirth. And that was the beginning of my spiritual awakening. And I left Santa Monica a few days later. I said to my mom, I, I, I need to leave. I'd like to come to your house and just stay for about a week. And that was the plan. She was like, great, I'll be there in the morning, pack up the animals, have an overnight bag. And I, I stayed at her place for over 10 months. I couldn't come back. And I never went back, actually. Wow. And so then I moved into the outskirts of, of LA County and I live in the mountains now. And I'm, I'm very, very at home where I live for, for the time being, but that was a little bit of the journey. And so for the longest time, when I was living at her house, which was like a spiritual rehab for me, to be honest, I didn't even know how to drive my car. I didn't, I couldn't show up on my podcast. I didn't ask show up on social. I didn't work. Nine months went by where all I did was just this is going to sound wild, but all I could do was sit in a park and listen to the, to the trees and watch the butterflies as I was just trying to make sense of who I was, why I was on the planet and what do I do next? That stuff that you didn't get to hear about inside the podcast accelerator, cause it really wouldn't have been appropriate, but that was the journey that I was on. And then it was like cutting bait with anything or anyone that no longer aligned and the podcast accelerator made it through. Because I knew that at the deepest part of my being and my purpose on the planet was to help anyone that also was a truth seeker like yourself to bring their voice and their vision to life in a way that was authentic. And look at you, here we are full circle, the unapologetic third act. So this is me living on purpose. This is the embodiment of it. So I want to thank you for inviting me. Well, I want to thank you for being here. And I have goosebumps listening to your story. And I appreciate you sharing so openly with, with 
me and the listeners here. So. You're so welcome. It's the only way I know. Well, I I really appreciate the time you've taken and as I said, the depth that you've gone into and in sharing your story. Um, I know we are close to our time, but I just want to ask, you know, what, what would you say to the listeners? What's your call to action for, for by Fierce and Fearless group out here? Mm. Mm. Well, I, I love that. What would my Fierce and Fearless listeners need to know today? To be with, in a very sincere, gentle, compassionate way, anything that would preclude you from thinking that you are not fierce and fearless. Because that, see, what happens is we actually want to skip that part. We want to just get on that bridge or on that train to being fierce and fearless. And it works, but it's only temporary. It's not sustainable because we haven't actually done the deep inner work to know that we are. And how do we know that we're fierce and fearless when we can be face off with in a gentle, compassionate way? It doesn't have to be all aggressive or anything, but to face off with any of the fears that would have us thinking that we are not. When we can be with that, face it and integrate it, then it no longer has any power over us. And then we learn our we learn our real frequency. See, some of us are meant to be a light warrior. Some of us are meant to be a light worker. Those are totally different energetic blueprints. Mm-hmm. I'm more of a light warrior. I don't know what yours is, Lisa, yet you'll have to let me know. But like, are you, you know, that woman out there who's going to just be bold and brazen and say, this is who I fucking am. And I needed to cuss there. It was really important. Right. Or the light worker, which is more of like the healer, right. The empath, right. I don't know that they're all different. And I vacillate in between energetics and I've learned to now have mastery in that area. And I know that when I'm speaking to someone, I need to bring out the warrior or the worker. Right. Mm -hmm. But it's all of the light. We are bringers of the light. In the most benevolent way. And so if we want to stand in our power, learning what is that frequency like, some of it's, it's soft and sovereign. Some of us, it's really like, it's strong and sovereign, fierce. And I don't know what yours is. And I'm learning that mine has a lot of different texture and nuance and I'm honoring all of it, but I can, I know what to whip out and win these days. Mm -hmm. But, but my advice, since you asked, because I've learned to definitely not just offer the advice unless I am asked. No, I'm asking. <laughs> right? Yeah. Is to be with, in a very sincere way, all the things and stories that would have you convinced otherwise that you are not fierce and fearless so that you can get to the essence of who you really are, a divine, multidimensional, multifaceted being of light. Thank you, Michelle. You're welcome. And- I definitely am more of the, of the warrior personality. And that's why I feel like the mask sort of suffocates me when I'm trying not to be that person in some situation. Well, you know, it's interesting. Um, I'll, I'll share this. I know we're wrapping, but as a woman like you, who's overcome breast cancer and now where you are currently with the unapologetic third act, there's something that changed my life almost two years ago when I was in the midst of the spiritual awakening um, that, that is not finite. It just deepens and deepens, you know, the more that I'm willing to go within. And it's what you birth births you. We actually talked about this briefly in, in the podcast accelerator. So you are birthing the unapologetic third act. You birthed it. Now it is going to birth you. Yeah. So 
being a light warrior and launching this show and wanting to just let go of the mask and be you girl, it is happening. It is, it is, you're going to remember this day. This was the beginning of that being for real. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for being with me today. This has been amazing. I wouldn't be here without your support and mentorship. So when I wanted to quit, <laughs> yeah. So There's no way I was letting you not on my watch, woman. No way. Yes, I'll never forget. Well, and I will never forget you. So thank you again, Michelle. This has been an amazing time spent with you. And I hope to have you back again. And yeah. uh, we will continue on our, our path together. Beautiful. I love it. I look forward to connecting with you again. Thank you for having me on, Lisa. All right. Okay. And that concludes another inspiring episode of the Unapologetic Third Act podcast. Thank you for joining us on this journey of celebrating life after 50 and embracing the power of our wisdom years. I genuinely appreciate you. We hope that today's episode has left you feeling inspired, motivated, and ready to embrace your unapologetic third act. Remember, age is not a barrier to living a vibrant, purposeful life. You can shape your narrative and create a future filled with endless possibilities. If you love what you've heard, please leave me a five-star review on your favorite platform and share it with everyone you know, like, or love who needs to listen to this message. I am Lisa Owens.